Movie Stuntastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Stuntastic or want to become a part of Movie Stuntastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Stuntastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesuptastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Suptastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. It's been many years since I started out for that goal. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. Finding bits and pieces, all worth the reach, I'll carry it on. Oh, he's gonna come right through the glass. Driving down the highway. What the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. Let's just say I'll, I'll see you down the road. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. like some bad movie. Hey, all right. We are back. We are continuing our Oscar. Uh, this is the first one of the new Oscar season. We uh, last week did our Oscar nominations. This week, we are actually reviewing films. So, also, our stream is working. I don't know if you see Yay! it. Uh, the link I sent you should be working. Um, so, uh, here's the thing. My preparation will not have gone to waste. 
Well, here's the thing. I shouldn't have to click on the fucking stream key. Uh, or, or open the page where the stream actually exists for it to work. I shouldn't have to do that. It shouldn't be this one of the things I need to do. This is Y2K, uh, like, just working itself out. And the, well, what's actually going to destroy humankind is well, going to be uh, just being aggravated that, think the, that the computers don't listen anymore. I mean, what I should, have, what I should be able to do is click st start streaming, and then it's supposed to fucking do that. That's what's supposed to happen. How how come as as that's every call I get? How come it doesn't do what I want it to do? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Maybe uh, your expectations are too high. There's only there is only two Terminator films that my kids can watch, and that's <laughs> <laughs> the worst ones. <laughs> it's term actually Terminator Genesis isn't that bad. Uh, I have, is that the newest one? I still haven't seen. No, it. Terminator Salvation, not Salvation, Terminator. Dark Fate is the newest one, and that one's rated okay. R. I saw the one before that. But I, Ter Terminator Salvation is the one with Christian Bale from 2009. Oh, that one's horrible. It's PG-13. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. No, no. Um, the new ones with, with the older Arnold, I, yes. I think they're they're stupid as hell, and that's why they're making them. You know, There's no reason to like, complain about plot holes and stuff. They're just fun. Well, Terminator Genesis, which came out in... Except for part two. Fuck that. I mean, three. Fuck that. Sorry, oh. go ahead. <laughs> well, so that was right before Schwarzenegger became uh, governor of California. Right. So that's why they had to introduce the the uh, Terminatrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't hear that one popping up a lot in the Me Too movement. Like, it's like, you know, when they when they broke through. So no, no one was happy about that. Not even the women. <laughs> no. Um, but. Uh, Terminator Genesis was actually not bad. I think it came out in 2015 or 2016, something like that. And yeah, it, again, it, it was fun. It, it yeah. was it was fun. Well, anyway, it's funny that you mentioned about how the machines and they're not doing what I say anymore. It's like my kids have been completely fascinated with Terminator lately, and uh -huh. I can only show them two movies. <laughs> it's I, those are the only ones they can get they can get to watch. They are they are a few years away before we can start watching the R-rated ones. Can they watch RoboCop? RoboCop 3. It's PG-13. <laughs> I am not going to do that to my kids. <laughs> come on. Uh, what year did the Terminator come out? The first one was 84. Yes. 84. 84. First one. Okay, so I saw it in 85. So um, I was, Same here. Same here. VHS. Right. So 73. I was 12 years old. <sighs> how how, it's how a old are your kids? It's, uh, they're I'm eight. only asking... They're eight, I, and Danny is ten. He'll be eleven in June. You know, and so, I feel bad that I asked that, but I still have to count on my fingers to figure out how close I am to fifty. So I, you know, I'm sorry I, I can't remember their ages. No, it's fine. It's fine. But uh, but here's the I, thing: I just, we're from a different generation. My parents let me watch anything I wanted, and I don't know if I want my kids to watch Terminator at twelve. I'm sure they'll be fine. I know Danny will be fine. That kid is all me when it comes to films. <laughs> He could watch anything and be fine. He he could watch anything and not have a nightmare. He'll just go right to sleep. Sebastian, my other son, on the other hand, my my other son, on the other hand, if he watches something that's even remotely scary, he's gonna come crawl into our bed. You know, he's just uh, he's just a sweet boy. So, Danny is he's definitely he's he's hardened. For ten years old, this kid is hardened. By the description you've given me, Danny is like the one that takes the axe to the family at the end of the horror film. <laughs> uh, let's not do that. 
<laughs> I just, I mean, just, I'm just saying. It, it, Amityville set up. Oh, it's a nice house. Everybody's gonna have fun. If if that's our plot line, that's where it's going. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's Corey Feldman in uh, Jason fault. Jason Four <laughs> with the machete. Shaves his yeah, head. Yeah. Starts whacking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows how to. He knows how to get the job done. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Ugh. So it's funny you mention that because it's like, oh, I can only t- show my kids two Terminator films. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is an Oscar show. This right? is an Oscar show. This is keeping our first. Short, right? We're keeping these at 30 minutes and we're already 12, 11 minutes in. All right. So, Nine minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're trying to re- we try to review all the best Oscar films for best picture and, you know, anything else we can squeeze in on the side. But we're our concentration as a team. Yeah. Is, let's let's keep let's keep it short because I really do want to keep this at thirty minutes. Yeah, so we're the two of us are just teaming up on the best pictures. Correct, correct. Right, and we're starting off with Nomadland. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be episode uh, three hundred and thirty-three. Um, now, I just want to get this right off the bat. Right off the bat, this film no, it's a it's no. it's a film. Okay, don't. But what? I I'm just worried. Uh, I'm just I just hope this isn't going to go down the wrong path. That's all I'm saying. Oh, please. No. That's I uh, when you when you when you start when you start right out of the gate with now hear me out, hear me about this. No, like, oh, no. that's not that is nowhere <laughs> near what I what I'm about I, to say. I'm just saying go easy on me. I'm fragile right now. No, no. That's Okay. No. What I was merely going to point out is that even Sorry. though it's a movie in a lot of parts it plays like a documentary. Because yeah. there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people uh, playing fictionalized versions of themselves, but are actually nomads. Mm-hmm. So there's there's quite a few. Uh, I think there's upwards of three main characters that are actually nomads, and then there are yeah. a lot of supporting uh, characters that you know you you see in like groups and crowds that are actually nomads. And when you watch this film, it definitely feels like a lot of scenes that aren't with like say Francis McDormand. Um, David Stray, uh, Stratham, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name, where it seems like it's almost improv you know? Like mm-hmm. the scene where she's learning how to fix a tire. That scene right there, I can guarantee you, that is a how-to-fix-a-tire with someone that really knows how to do it, with an actual nomad crowd, and Frances McDormand is doing it for the first time and learning as if she's going to live this nomad lifestyle and her reaction to fixing that tire in that scene, in my opinion, I don't know this, I haven't looked it up, it has to be real. It has to be real. It's not acted in any way. I can guarantee you that that scene is is just... Yeah, I it, I, I don't know how it's it works. Genuine. Like, it, it, it's genuine. It's obviously people knew they were being filmed and then they knew it was a movie. Um, yeah, but, and there are uh, lines like you know the these the, uh, the nomads that are in the movie have actual lines and they deliver them and they act right right. Well, all I'm getting at is uh, is that uh, I, I've read a couple of things where oh they were shocked it was you know this one guy didn't realize that uh, Norm, Norm Norma um, Francis McDormand Francis McDormand that's what I said yeah uh, Francis McDormand uh, like Dormant. they didn't recognize her uh, uh, there's one scene where she's talking about her husband dying. And after they were filming, the, the one guy, the one act, real, you know, real world guy, was started, you know, telling her, "Oh, I'm sorry about your father. He was really strong to you." For, you know, and then they're like, "Oh, huh, silly rabbit, I'm from Hollywood." 
<laughs> None of this is real. And and, and I, they obviously did it on purpose to get a, that kind of raw feel. It's kind of it, I don't know if, I don't know if you'd want to call it cinema verite, but it's that is very just just exposing like, like kind of like exposing the underbelly. Right. If you want if you want to be crude. Um, so, yeah. So the film does play in a lot of parts, play and way, act I, like a I, documentary. I, li- I like that whole story of like people on set not even realizing who she is. Uh, I like it both ways. I like it from the whole idea of, yeah, this is interesting. And I also like it from the, ah, fuck you. See, not everybody knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> you, you're, you're useless. You don't mean anything to the real world. These are the real people who suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you could enjoy both sides of that. So he comes out being, you know, just rational. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's... Um, I mean, the director of the film, Chloe, wasn't it Chloe Zoe? That's got that can't be a real name. Oh, Chloe Zhao. I'm sorry, Z H A O. So it's Chloe Zhao. I think Chloe Zoe. It's like you made that up. Stop it. But that's not her name. (laughs) It's I think it's Z H A O. It's probably Zoe How or Zhao. I don't. Well, now you've just ruined the whole film. I can't even enjoy it now with this. Yeah, it was directed by Chloe Zoe. It's okay. (laughs) No, Um, it could even be Chow. I don't even know. But anyway, my mistake. So anyway, the the director of the film, I has she done anything else? She's done a few things, mostly shorts. She uh, she's directed two films before this. One in 2015, one in 2017. The one in 2015 is called Songs My Brothers Taught Me and The Writer, and then this. Right, and this is an, uh, a, this is an adaptation of a, of a novel. And well. interesting, interestingly enough, this usually happens, and I don't know why, but Uh-oh. whenever anyone gets any kind of Oscar buzz, and I'm assuming she got this before, but maybe not, um... She's directing Marvel's Eternals, the Eternals film. Yeah, that's come up. I mean, they do I've that. Seen, I've seen I've seen that pop up. They do that. Hollywood does that. They're like, oh, here's an Oscar-nominated, possibly winning director. Let's get her to do an action movie. You know, they did that with uh, Ang Lee. You know, they did it with Ang Lee. They um, they did it with a couple. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they did it with a couple of other directors. Because that that's Oscar- a genre that even if the film sucks shit you're still going to break even just on prints and advertising and whatever. Like it's, it's built, it's, it's, it's a, it's a business loss built into the market where, okay, what's going to be our best piece of shit film out there. Right. You know how I always used to say, uh, nothing bombs anymore. Uh huh. Yeah. Not till COVID <laughs> you got legitimate bombs now because yeah. no, no one's going to the you movies. You can't spend the money. You can't spend the money, you know, and they're um, not making as much money as they would, uh, with no. video on demand or, or, you know, streaming or any of that stuff. I mean, like all these, like let's perfect example real quick. And I know we're doing nomad lane, but like say coming to America, the sequel, that was going to be a big hit, whether you like uh, it or not, was it? Was yes, it? it was, whether you like it or not, that was going to be a big hit. Now let's say that movie cost a hundred million to make. I don't know how much it did, but it was definitely going to make a hundred million. It didn't make anywhere near that with the deal with uh, Amazon for streaming. Not one uh, bit. Not one bit. Yeah, you know, the whole thing... And there's like, a ton the, of movies like that. 
with uh what's his face with um Eddie Murphy Tenet with Tenet Christopher Nolan Robert Pattinson yeah Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Nolan okay. uh getting all pissed off when they um when they decided that they were going to stream it because you know they they can't make the money well they tried theaters they did they, yeah, try and that's what and that's where everybody that's and that was the trigger that pretty much told everyone don't fucking do try it because there's no money in it we're dying here and I understand under Christopher Nolan where he's a a pissed off because it makes his big movie look like a flop. But on the other hand, it's it's like, dude, it's, it's, it's a fucking pandemic. Take, take the business loss and act like the artist you pretend to be. You know, I, I, well, the, didn't the movie make, didn't it do well despite it, a pandemic, uh, like in the middle of summer, like, didn't it make like it over ways. $300 million? It, it probably, uh, it's probably not a loss. But it's a loss in the sense that it was supposed to be the big fucking thing, and they were counting on it, and they were just able to squeak by. But it's definitely not a it's it's not a ringing endorsement for ever going back to it again. No, or to Chris, give give no one more money. Um, I'm not I, I'm not saying not to. I'm saying from a studio perspective, it's like oh okay, so now now your shit doesn't sell anymore. Yeah, despite everything, you know. And then, ah, yeah, it actually made. 20 million dollars it's opening weekend in august when it came out which that's for for a pandemic that's a fucking monster hit weekend mm -hmm. because there are movies it's all oh, the number one movie this weekend it made four million dollars you know and, and all the theaters are open they're all playing it as if it was you know normal but it's not making the money that it, it's making it made mm -hmm. 363 million dollars worldwide that's a lot of money during a during the middle of a pandemic. I mean, like it was, I mean, the pandemic started in in March, right? And we're only talking August. And and I think I think with Nomadland. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 no. I'm bringing it back because this is a very very important point. Is that this film was not planned for COVID? This has nothing. You know, this this film was based on a book and it has its own separate storyline. Actually. It actually and it's came not, out a month before COVID hit. Well, what I'm saying is it wasn't made in anticipation of it. That's no, all I'm saying. Definitely. So, not. but so the fact that it arrived at this time point in time is very fortuitous for it because this whole idea of of um, like the underbelly of America and I use that term again and I, I don't like using. It, I got to think of something else. But um, this is about like the American dream gone sour, and and. Uh, when you have massive layoffs or people losing jobs, high unemployment because of the COVID by and people are afraid about health care. Those are your two major issues. This film is just another way of looking at how in America, um, and the, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm giving away a secret here. I mean, the whole idea of the film is how this, this uh, economic situation we have in this country is eroding American in individuality. Like yeah, these become yes. nomads. I mean, like, like, like. Well, the whole so the premise of the movie is that there is oh, a town in uh, I which think is it's true Nevada. It actually happened. Uh, it was called Empire, I believe the name of the town was, and they. It's the, not there anymore. The zip code has been dissolved. It's mm -hmm. just it's a it's a dead town. Um, whole town was built around a factory, a gypsum factory, factory closed. You yeah. know. Factory closed, town closed. 
That's it. Yeah. Beginning and end. So the story is Frances McDormand, or um, Fern is her name. Her husband dies, and she's working at this factory, and the factory closes. And like you said, the whole town died because that was everybody in town worked there. And when it closed, nobody had any money. No one was uh, paying, yeah. could pay their bills. They were basically forced to, to leave uh, and, when the town and, died. And it's, it's such an, an extreme example, but it's the perfect example of this overall effect that this country has been dealing with forever. Well, it's uh, like with, when Walmart uh, comes into your town. You know, when uh, I say it, forever, I mean, you know, post-industrial. Oh, okay. But uh, Walmart has done it. They go into these yeah. small towns where the town I'm relies. I'm saying Starbucks on... wasn't closing down for the pilgrims. I, I went back too far. That's no. why I'm just yeah. trying to well, scale it down. Just a little. All right. But, you know, this gypsum factory setting, mm-hmm. it's it's one. Now, it's, it's said in the little blurb in the well, beginning that, that there was a. it's not really the setting. Yeah. So either and that's the whole i mean there is no real setting to the film it goes through different states different seasons um the the film is as nomadic as the main character uh and actually the film is the character there aren't any scenes without her without fern it's all fern so this is her reality this yeah, is she's her in, film she's in every scene right so uh but that's the whole point like does it, you know, what's the setting well there is no setting setting is america america itself is the setting right and so it's you, it's her traveling and and seeing all, all these different places and meeting all these different people and yeah you know there there are there's like a bonfire and uh, people they they're all talking and this woman woman is telling a story about how her friend who was retiring and he got sick and he bought this boat and his whole plan was to travel and you know use this boat and and just you know live life to the fullest after he retired and he ended up getting sick and dying and his boat was in the driveway and he was he had he had passed away so she was telling a story it's like you know what you know i I saw that he was my friend i retired as soon as i could and now now you know i'm i'm traveling and my boat is here in the desert you know things like that like they they have there's many different reasons that why people do things like this and it's a very real uh it's a very real situation in this country right and 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 I, and I think it, it the whole individualism thing really comes out of the whole idea that she you know her sister says you can stay with us uh she has another fr- uh, her, another nomad friend who uh connects back with his his uh son and moves in with them and he offers her to move in and it all comes down to the fact that she doesn't want to be sucked into a larger family to be taken care of. She wants to work. She wants to. She's an, a rugged individualist who is basically what you, they always say this country's built on. But because of her need to be do that, she can't actually live a real life. No. She can't afford it. You know, she can't. I the the one scene where she goes to visit her sister and then he. he uh, She's in, in the backyard room at the barbecue, and you know very fucking well these idiots have already been told what her background is. And these two uh, um, polo shirt motherfuckers. Oh, right. Are just like chatting about, oh, man, if I had a, I wish I had all the, I wish I'd had money in 2008 to buy all this house and stuff up now because now it's selling like hotcakes. Hey. <laughs> and and I, all I can see in my head is you and I in a theater watching this, and we're like bouncing in the seats. 
Get him. Oh, oh, oh. oh, this is not going to play well with Fern. No. It's just, I was like, oh, I want to forget the nomad thing. I just want her to start stabbing people now. This is the natural progression of things. Is it not? This can't be normal. It's, it's, it really, the movie really gets me right there. But at the same time, I, you know, what bothers I, the, the whole thing about there, there being real people, real nomads in this film bothers me. And you, you can, you can, uh, I'm not one to be, I'm not one that's big into complaining about exploitation. Right. Uh, and you can exploit people and still have them be in on it. Uh, you know, like there's a paycheck involved. Yeah. But I mean, nothing's more Hollywood than making a film based on a book, of course, cause we have to have, you know, we have to have that pre pre-made market to sell it in, uh, making it supposedly and it's not said that this is an altruistic process but you kind of want to think that they're trying to get the word out about this problem Uh, but instead of making a documentary because they don't make any money no we're gonna we're gonna make a fiction you know fiction film and blurred lines we can get the reality in there but we're still gonna make it a controlled reality so we can sell you with the propaganda tools we know and love because that's entertainment and there's nothing wrong with that I like being manipulated myself <laughs> but but you, you, you come to the end we're like oh yeah here's uh no, Nor- norma mcdonald's norma. Uh, another oscar wow norma. francis yeah. mcdormand francis, Fran- 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 she has too many men in her name francis mcdormand <laughs> um up for another oscar for her, her performance pretending to be a nomad uh wow all these real people that are suffering this issue aren't going to be able to watch the fucking Oscars. They're not going to be able to Most attend. Most likely. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they definitely would be able to attend. They're not making any money off this. In normal this film years, not... you know Francis McDormand would have probably brought a few nomads to the Oscars uh, to, to, oh, to be, she... in the, yeah. at least in the audience. And, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm not pulling a um, uh, Rush Limbaugh on this. I'm not trying to twist it. Huh. I'm, I'm just Ladies saying that if uh, if you're going to make a documentary, make a documentary. If you're going to do like a, a, a biography or something like that, do that. Don't don't sell me this pseudo documentary bullshit and then pass the whole thing off as the movie. I'll tell you what, it's if this if this was a documentary, it probably would be winning best, you know, uh, an Oscar for best documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, not and, that I don't think it has a shot. At best picture, I just think there are other, there are better movies than this. I, I, I'm just kind of resentful that this is a topic that could have easily been a documentary, but we wanted this, we, we wanted to sell it more Hollywoody, and so we, yeah. we have to, act, we have to play pretend and act up on it and 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 make artistic statement about it instead of actually doing a documentary. That's what's, that's what's rubbing me wrong about this. I, okay. I was actually excited to see this film, but that kind of rubbed me a little wrong way on this. So I'm, I'm iffy. <laughs> And with all that said, too, yeah, a little more plot would have been nice. I get what we're trying to do, but we could have done all that and still had like a like a like a wandering sociopath, you know, stabbing <laughs> people at the bus stops. And every time she leaves town, he seems to show up again. That would have taken any thing away from this film. <laughs> and it would have made that much more interesting. Well, I, I don't disagree. A little plot here and there is is good to have. And outside um, of that, I, when you're going for a documentary style, 
it's really hard for me to give you any kind of credit. Uh, I mean, there's some great shots of the film, too. There are great yeah. shots in a lot of documentaries. He has some great cinematographers. So doesn't make you a great director. I didn't pull up uh, the Oscar nominations. How many is this up for? Oh, there's a bunch. Um, here, actually, I have it right here. Nominated I for six Oscars. Yeah, I don't have it broken down that way. No, That's I got it. I it's uh, nominated for Best Picture. No. Uh, Best performance by an actress in a leading role, Frances McDormand. Well, that's that's but that you could say that if if it was a documentary, you'd still want to give her best support actress. I mean, or get best actress. She can't. Well, she wouldn't get best actress if it was a documentary. You know, you know what I'm saying though. It's like it's just her. Well, yeah. She's getting it because it's her, not because of this film. Best direct, uh, best directing for no. Chloe Zhao. Best adapted it. screenplay for Chloe Zhao. Uh, best Achievement in Film Editing, Chloe Zhao. Oh, she edited the film, too. Mm. Interesting. Best Achievement in Cinematography, Joshua James Richards. So I cinematography, wanna... I can see. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy and say <laughs> okay. part of the reason this film has been nominated so prolifically is because it is an up-and-coming female artist. And oh, sure. You know, the trailer that I the trailer that I, I played one of the you know one of the the raves was along the lines of there there is no director on her level or uh, like she's the most inspiring amazing director of her yeah. generation or something like that don't don't misunderstand me i totally agree 100% you should definitely want to be able to decide uh whether or not the gender of the artist actually makes the work better i agree with you 100% all I'm saying is that this film, I don't think, would have been nominated for as many categories if we didn't have five best pictures and if we weren't trying to make a, uh, we're still trying to make amends for how shitty white males are. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, but I mean, it is also nominated for best director, and you know my theory on that 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 alone that alone means that it would have been one of the five. Um, I, what will it win? Are, are we done talking about the film? There really isn't too much to talk about because it's it's pretty straightforward. It's okay. I, I, I can like the movie and still think it was boring. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I'm of that opinion. I liked the film. I watched the film. I enjoyed the film. It's still a boring film. Yes, it is. It, That's all. It, it really is. And I know. embraced it. I went with it. It was a good film. Still boring. <laughs> Um, so, so I don't think it deserves best picture and I don't think it deserves, I don't know how you judge best director in a film like this. I just, it feels, I, yeah, anyway, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe best, uh, adapted screenplay. I haven't, I haven't read the book, so I'm not familiar. What's it up against? Uh, Borat, <laughs> uh, the father. Wait, Borat is Miami. adapted screenplay. Um, it's, it's, it's probably because it's based on the character or it's, it's an adaptation of oh. the comedic work. It, it might be in that kind of category. That's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I would have to look it's into It's probably that. because of the HBO I made show. up a lot of shit that sounds smart, and I have no, no basis for it whatsoever. <laughs> okay. But I hope I'm right. Um, I think it'll win. It's not a bad film. It's a good film, and I think no, it'll win. It, it, Cinematography? What, what's Great, what's it, it up it. against cinematography-wise? What else is it uh, up against? Judas and the Black Messiah. I haven't seen Mank. it yet. Okay. Uh, News of the World, which I, I really want, don't want to watch. I actually do 
want to watch that. Why? It's because I like Tom Hanks, and uh, it's a Western. All right. And every trailer, once in a while, right? every once in a while, I like to watch a Western. You, you saw the trailer, right? I did see the trailer. You've seen the film. I'll, I'll You've ma- seen the film. There's <laughs> nothing left to that. Nothing? Just Tom that's Hanks? That's not a best of. That's just that's just a summation. That's the film. I if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong and I'll watch it. But okay, that's just, I, I am I, gonna I, watch it. All right, but tell me I'm wrong because for me I just <laughs> I'm not refusing to watch it like I refuse to watch um, Soul. Uh, Soul, uh, that I just flat out refuse to watch. Any but, particular um, reason? What? Any particular reason? I I, I feel it's too exploitat- exploitative. Okay, I mean, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of of a kids' film focusing so heavily on the afterlife. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't think Disney should be doing that. Everyone should be afraid of Disney doing that. Well, Pixar, whoever, any of them. Well, Pete, any of them. Pete Doctor is the director, and he is highly revered. He, don't care. It doesn't matter. I think he. It's, every movie that he has made has won Best Animated Picture, so I expect this to do the same. Hmm. I don't. Expe- I, just, I, just I do not expect it. another film. To, I'm not going to make any Best judgment Picture. on it uh, beyond my my refusal to watch it. I did. <laughs> just, I, I did like the film though, so I will say that. Um, so yeah, I, I think cinematography is probably and maybe maybe screenplay are its best shots at an Oscar. Yeah, uh, but I, I I don't. Nothing in this film really stood out to me. It was like, oh, this is one of the best films from this year. Right. Granted, I've, I have not been watching a lot of recent films this year. I've been I've been going through the old stock. So, uh, you know, when we first read this list, I hadn't seen any of this stuff. So it's it's all been refreshing. All right. Well, we're already past uh, our our time. It's all your said, fault. That we, I know it all is. I know it is uh, that we said we would do, but uh, we are. It, it should be around a forty minute episode. So no, no, we're good. We're we're good. All right. Uh, let, let's reading. go. Uh, it's currently at a seven point six. Mm-hmm. Seems kind of high for how boring it is. I, I would go seven. I wouldn't go eight on this. Seven, yeah, no. I would go seven on this. Seven. I can un, I can respect its you know achievement. So seven is is seven's pretty damn good if you ask me. Yeah, and and if if they want to give uh, Francis McDormand uh, an Oscar for looking as weathered as we all feel, fine. You know, <laughs> if, if that's what the criteria of great actors is, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I don't. Who's she up against? Uh, Viola Davis, Andra Day, Vanessa Kirby, and Carrie Mulligan. Might go to Viola Davis. That's for uh, Mo Re- Ma Rainey's Black mm-hmm. Bottom. Yeah, it might. She might get that. So. Yeah, I've, I, I've, uh, I haven't watched. I've only watched two of the films in the Best Actress category so far. But you wrap up, and we'll get on to the next one, which is going to be right. uh, speaking of. Um, boring. No, no, the American Dream. <laughs> Minari. Minari. Also, yes, repairing films. Yeah. yeah we're gonna, this is gonna be an interesting conversation between you and me on this Ooh, one. Okay. All right. Uh, again, this is our Oscar episodes. We do this once a year. It's it's the one time a year we allow ourselves to watch quote unquote good films. So. And they usually are. They usually are. I mean, we, I didn't hate Nomadland, and neither did Scott. We know that it's a boring-ass film, and but we uh, but we respect uh, it's the grounds that it's covered. 
I, I, I just don't see it being that special. It is. It truly is. It should have been Beyond. a document. It should have been a documentary, and but it's not. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, you can go to iTunes and you can listen to our show. You can do a search for movies fantastic in your favorite browser. Remember, we used to do that. I used to say that. Oh, you can yeah. search for uh, movies fantastic in your favorite browser, and Scott would go Google it. Google you're you're joking if you say there's a choice. It's Google. That's it's, it. It's pretty much Google. Um, you can. Our website is under, under, well, it's under the rest, but <laughs> uh, I am currently <laughs> in the, attack. I'm in the process of redoing that, um, but it is moviesucktastic.com when it is up, it's going to be the, 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 the URL, it's always going to be that. You can listen to our show there and you can download the, sh- uh, the episode as well. You can leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. And, you know, that's 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 it. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's it. Join us next for Minari. That's going to be our next episode. Do mm-hmm. you have any words of wisdom for this? It's not exploitation if you invite the homeless to your Oscar show. Ooh. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Can't argue. All right, everybody. I don't expect you to. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.